Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. The first scripture lesson comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came a heaven from heaven a sound uh, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as, um, as a spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwellings in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed, astonished, saying, are not all these who are speaking uh, Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, uh, Pontus in Asia, Phyg um, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and other parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and Prolocytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue and mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with a new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered uh, through the uh, prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see uh, visions, and your old men shall uh, dream dreams. Even my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they, sh they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Our second lesson comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 through 13, I mean 3 through 13. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. 
Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophesy. To another the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who um, proportions to each of the individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and all who are made uh, to drink of one spirit. May God add his blessing to our hearing of his word. The readings of Pentecost can be daunting. I know that everyone here is glad it was Brian reading and not one of us. <clears throat> and it's another example of where detail is used in scripture. It's not just there was Jews there in Jerusalem from all over the place celebrating Pentecost. We got an itemized list of a whole bunch of very different cultures who'd have been hearing in very different languages. And we have probably 11 people there. There may have been 12, we don't know, may have been more in that house for Pentecost. Here's a trick question. If this was the birthday of the church and the gift of the Holy Spirit and the first time that this wind and fire had descended upon these disciples, turning them into apostles, giving them the gift of languages, uh, how'd they know to call it Pentecost? Pentecost just means 50. And our Jewish neighbors celebrated it last weekend as did the church. 50 days after the Passover. The number seven is one of those holy numbers in the Old Testament. Every seventh day is a Sabbath day. Every seventh year is a Sabbath year of the minor jubilee. After 70 times seven, or seven times seven, 49 years, the 50th is the grand jubilee. So after seven weeks of seven, they celebrate the Feast of Weeks, having had a couple of other holidays since Passover. Day 49 is the, the Feast of Weeks, and day 50 is the Pentecost, the actual end of the Passover season. So 50 was already a special day. 40 was a time of completion, so after 40 days, Jesus ascended back to the side of the Father in heaven, and he says, wait. Wait, not too many days. And maybe the Spirit was, was smart, we know the Spirit's smart, gift of wisdom and knowledge are two of the gifts, came when they'd all be assembled because Pentecost is when not only would the 
disciples be assembled following the holiday schedule of their faith, the Jewish faith, but so would Jerusalem be full. Not quite as full maybe as Passover, but Pentecost would have rivaled it. And it says right there, there were people from all over the known Jewish world. It's called the diaspora, the spread of the faith. They were all there. The windows were closed, the doors were closed because they're still nervous about what happened to their Lord not, not just seven weeks before. They're still nervous. So the windows are closed, the doors are shut, and a rushing wind comes through like I needed it for the flags this morning for the kids and was there. Could have used a stiff breeze to make my point. The wind comes rushing through. Tongues of fire reach out. Can you imagine? Said we'd be baptized with fire and the Holy Spirit, remember? John baptized with water, but one who would come who would baptize with water and fire and the Holy Spirit, and here it was. Uh, I'd have been terrified if I'd been in that crew and saw a tongue of flame reaching out from my head and then start talking and people are hearing me. I speak a few languages, but nothing like the laundry list that was given to them. Stranger still, if one of them were preaching, each of those different Phrygians and Pamphylians and all those other people with strange names, each heard in Arabic or Greek or whatever languages all those other different folks spoke, each heard in his own tongue. The saint among them said, ah, what? Can this mean? I just heard him speak in Arabic. No, he was speaking Phrygian. How can that be? I understood him, so did I. But he wasn't speaking the language of the streets, the Koine Greek. He wasn't speaking Latin like these Roman soldiers that are hanging around. What's going on? Ah, said the scoffers. Heaven still today, don't we? Ah, they're drunk on new wine. Paul says, um, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Come on. I mean, they're a bunch of Galileans, but they aren't that bad. They're not drunk. But this is what has happened, and he retells the story, and he tells what the prophet Joel has said, that your, your sons and daughters will have visions and dream dreams and, and prophesy as to the great works of God, and that's what these folks are doing. And he begins his Pentecost Day sermon about Jesus and what Jesus did for us and how it was the salvation of all. And by the way, talk about a revival sermon. 30, I mean, 3,000 baptized and joined the family that day. No wonder it's the baptism of the church. I don't know of a revival before or since, starting from scratch, that baptized 3,000 people. They say in a day, must have been a lot of water around. Maybe we should put up a tent and start speaking in tongues ourselves. I don't know, it might world needs it, doesn't it? So that's why it's the birthday of the church. Now, we have a good congregational meeting house ceiling, but I, I know you've probably visited a church that has the high-pitched roof and the rafters like the ribs of a ship. In Latin, the center part of the church is called the nave. Navus in Roman or Latin means ship. So we're on board ship. And how is the ship powered? Well, in the early days, by sail. 
And then what replaced sail? Steam. What fires the boiler? Fire. That's why you hear me refer to the wind and the fire, the sail and the steam of the church, the power of the church. And what was that power first used for? I mean, Paul lists a whole bunch of gifts that come from the Spirit. He forgot cooking and serving. Paul missed the gift of cooking as a gift of the Spirit. But anybody who's been to a good church supper knows Paul missed one. But what's the first use of the gifts? And what is the primary use of the gifts of those dedicated to be apostles? To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was the first thing they did with the gift of the Holy Spirit. If that's the birthday of the church, what then is our primary mission? To speak of the salvation, the sacrifice, the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness and love of God shown in Jesus Christ. That's Pentecost. And there's one church that dares, a line of churches dare call themselves Pentecostal churches. I may still be the only Congregationalist ever to preach at the pulpit of the oldest Pentecostal church in Maine. And only because I helped to tutor the pastor's wife in Greek. And he worked with Kathy in, in a school setting. The gift of tongues. The gift of speaking. The gift of having the words. Now it may not be that each of us is called to preach in Swahili, Urdu, German, French, maybe French Creole for our, our Haitian neighbors. I don't know. But how about to preach in the words of English that others, whether they come from New England or not, whether they know of God's grace or not, to preach in words that the Spirit gives us that are winsome, as one Christian teacher likes to call it. Winsome, winning, drawing, attractive, that make people thirst to hear more of who this Jesus is, of what these gifts of God and the Holy Spirit are. That's Pentecost. That's the gift, the first gift of the Spirit. Remember the first two he listed were wisdom and knowledge. Yes, the gift of tongues. Yes, the gift of interpreting. For some, the gift of preaching. For some, the gift of teaching. Well, I pointed at the teachers who've left, but you get it. The gifts of preaching, of teaching, serving one another, of healing. The quiet gifts that we don't see necessarily in, in grand pronouncement on a Sunday morning with somebody with a microphone. I've got to get, make sure I'm not too proud of my own voice here because it's supposed to be the words of the Spirit. That's what I pray for whenever I dare approach the pulpit or pseudo-pulpit here. Those gifts of the Spirit, what did we hear there for? Or to enrich each one of us by becoming a holy hermit with all knowledge or all wisdom? And each is given by the same Spirit gifts for the common good. Gifts to serve the church in all those many ways. But the very first one, is the gift of words, the gift of the gospel. Does that mean you gotta climb seven steps to a beautiful pulpit, or speak with a microphone, or put a soapbox out in the common to speak to the Lions Club breakfast? No. But when you have the opportunity to bear witness 
to the grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love of God expressed through Jesus Christ. Don't be timid. These guys went out on a balcony in a city where they were already afraid. And the gift of the Spirit, pray to have the gift of the Spirit to have the words that are gracious, that are loving, but are also the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Pentecost. Happy birthday, church. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.